You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. You're listening to the Inside Carolina Postgame Podcast. Carolina Falls in the Maui Invitational Championship game to Texas, 69-67. Podcast, of course, sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt, JohnnyTShirt.com. Support them, as always, and support us by rating us, reviewing us, and subscribing on Apple Apple, iTunes, Spotify, however you get your podcast. And when these are back on YouTube, head to YouTube and subscribe there as well. Get all the Inside Carolina content, including the podcast that way. Today, I've got Mr. Michael Brooker with me. Michael Brooker, Carolina Falls in a game that they shoot 56% from the free throw line. Not good. They, uh, they, I'll give them credit. They clawed back in it when, quite frankly, I thought it would be a double-digit loss the way it was going there. Showed some heart to get back in it, showed some toughness, and just couldn't get it done in the end, falling by two, your overall thought. Yeah, I mean, obviously the second half was a dramatic improvement from the first. Uh, they very easily, as you stated a second ago, could have gotten run off the court, and they showed a lot of heart, a lot of metal, a lot of – you know, toughness, especially, um, you know, at times they, we had five freshmen out there. So I thought they definitely, uh, against a really good Texas team, uh, battled in the second half, still, you know, still sloppy at times and, and, and couldn't quite uh, knock down the free throws uh, late to close the gap and take the, you know, ultimately take the lead for the win. But, um, you know, some positives would be taken. But as you stated, uh, you know, 18 out of 32 from the free throw line, one out of nine from three. At 11% clip, that's just not going to get it done against a team as as talented and capable as Texas is. They're they're a tough they're a tough team, and obviously uh, gave us fits in the first half, and uh, couldn't quite get over the hump in the second half. Yeah, looking at how they, you know, going into this game, if for whatever reason, and it's been talked about over and over and over, Texas has Carolina's number or has Roy Williams's number. I mean. I don't know what it is. It's the physicalness. It's the athletic ability that they have. They've always seemed to have guys that can give Carolina problems. Coleman and Ramey in the second half especially really worked Carolina. Just tough to defend them straight up. And then when they were able to drive, um, they caused problems down low for Carolina. That might be something that's an issue all year with tough guards. Of course, that's not uncommon with any team um, when the opponent has tough guards like those two. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Coleman is um, obviously he's a senior and, and uh, very talented, very quick, uh, was very composed tonight. He, he shot it well. And it's just one of those things where, you know, it, you could tell that you know, he was a senior out there. He was in control uh, playing against talented freshmen, but freshmen nonetheless. And um, he, he really kind of um, had control of the game, had Texas in what they wanted to be in and was making some tough shots, made some threes early. Um, and I think he was eight for 15 from the floor, or, or I'm sorry, nine for 16 with that game winner, um, three out of six from three, and just controlled tempo, controlled things for Texas, and, and was a steady hand all night, whereas our, our freshman guards obviously as talented and as um, good as they are at times, just really struggled. I think they were five out of 24 from the field and 0 for six from three with, I think, seven combined turnovers. So 
there's a big difference there between the steady hand of those Texas guards tonight and, and our, our young guards just playing young. And, and um, that was pretty much the difference in the game. Yeah, and, and folks have to, you know, I, I try not to read too much on message boards or Twitter during a game because, you know, I, sometimes I wonder, and, and folks might not like me saying this, sometimes I wonder, do people actually enjoy watching the games? Uh, I mean, because some of the comments are just, you know, wow. I mean, enjoy watching the game. Enjoy uh, being having the opportunity to see college basketball, especially this year. But to see um, some of those comments, I wonder sometimes or – is it fans, fanatics, whatever you want to call it, just an interesting take. Like you said, the first half, brutal. Uh, I mean, it, it was ugly. And, and the toughness that Carolina showed, Love and Davis were part of them getting back in the game. I think Garrison Brooks' the second half was the major part. But talk about from your perspective and in, in your experience, the difference between a freshman guard and a senior guard when the talent level let's be honest the talent level is not that big a difference between these guys Um, but you've got a freshman playing in their third or fourth game and you've got seniors that have been there forever not only have played forever but this same group that played last year is basically texas's same team this year i mean it's just a huge difference yeah it is i mean you could even tell you know with guys like carolina the difference between a, a freshman Joel Berry and a senior Joel Berry, you know, just um, the experience, the, the game reps, the, the crunch time moments, the, the learning experiences from, from good and bad. So, I mean, obviously Texas has been through a lot. The Big 12 is obviously an incredibly tough conference. And, and Coleman, I know Coleman struggled a little early in his career, and obviously he, he's worked hard and, and gotten better, and, and he's, a, he's a really, really good player, really, really good college player. Now, Kevin, you know, Love might be a better long-term pro. But, you know, but right now, you know, um, Coleman at the moment is, is a more efficient and a, and, a, and a more complete guard at the moment. Now, that could change. But, um, you know, tonight it kind of just showed the difference between the two. And I expect Love to keep working hard, and he's going to get there. He's going he's gonna to be really good for us. But, but he struggled a little bit in, in the Maui slash uh, Asheville Invitational. You mentioned those shooting percentages. Not good. Let me ask you this, and this is something that you – Mac Brown talks about, you know, you, you like to learn after a win. And, and Rory Williams says you can learn after a win from a player standpoint. Seriously, can you learn as much after a win if you do some things that are not as, you know, not exactly like you're supposed to, but you still grind out a win? Um, can you really learn to correct those or what it takes to correct those um, while winning versus while losing a game like this? Because this is a game that Carolina – could have gotten blown out in, but very easily could have won um, had they just done a few of the small things. Talk about that from a coaching standpoint and also from um, you played and you know how it was when you win and lost, won and lost. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's tough. I mean, obviously when you win, you automatically think that, you know, you, you did what you needed to do and, and that should be good enough. But um, obviously as a coach, you, you would definitely rather learn from a win. But sometimes it takes a, uh, a game like this um, to, to get attention, you know, and, play, you know, Texas is really good. I mean, like you said with the message board folks, you know, fanat- you know, fans is short for fanatics. I mean, Texas is a really good basketball team, and they're going to they're gonna have a really strong year, and there's no shame whatsoever in losing to this Texas team. I mean, they would probably have been – if we'd have gotten beat by 20 and laid, uh, laid down, but that didn't happen. We battled back and had chances and, you know, missed free throws and, and didn't shoot it per, uh, very, very well and, and still had a chance at the very end to, to get a win. So – um, 
you know, people are going to overreact, but, you know, I think this will obviously ultimately be beneficial for us. Uh, coaches will be able to get attention even more. You know, Stanford was a tough game, but we won that one. So now, now that we lost a close one, they'll even be able to get their attention even more and focus on some of these details that need to be cleaned up as we approach uh, ACC play. Yeah, just looking at the game overall. I mean, they learned – it was like a learning process during the game. You saw it. And, you know, when you have seniors that are savvy, like Coleman and Ramey and all them, and then you've got Love and Davis and even Sharp and Kessler. I mean, you're playing against guys that are – I mean, it's like the old guy at the Y that will wear you out. And you're like, how did that happen? Uh, how did he do that to me? Oh, well, it's the same on the college level when you have that experience. So, Mike, is the, the overall thoughts on this Maui Invitational? Weird tournament, um, you know, weird location, but after all, it's just basketball. What did you see um, from Carolina, these three games that, A, have you excited for the season, and then, B, what has you worried um, that could be some potential red flags? Obviously, I think some positives are, um, you know, the, Overall big, uh, overall big play in general. I mean, just the fact that we, you know, we're plus 15 to 25 on the boards in, in all three games total. I mean, just the rebounding advantage and the, the percentage of offensive rebounding percentage of when we do miss. You know, we didn't shoot a great percentage throughout the course of the three games, and but we got a large percentage of those offensive rebounds. So that's obviously a huge a huge bonus. If we're not going to shoot it great some nights, then obviously to be, to be able to go in there and clean it up and get some close shots and get to the free throw line, uh, that's, a, that's a major positive. You know, um, the young bigs, you know, doing some really nice things, um, showing some flashes. Um, you know, Baycott with another double-double tonight. And we talked about earlier, I think he's 15 or 17 on the year from the field. You know, saw, saw him have some very quietly efficient, uh, strong games. Brooks with 18 and 7 tonight. You know, Leaky Black, I think, is another positive. Uh, eight points and ten rebounds tonight. Just really, a, like I said, a glue guy, a great defender. Um, the negatives, obviously, would be the free throw shooting. Um, you know, missed 14 tonight, I think. Um, turnovers, we ended up with 14 with 10 in the first half, you know, which really got us in a hole early. But I think I shared with you earlier, um, I think we're like 41 assists to 52 turnovers right around there on the season through four games. And, you know, a, 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 um, a less than one uh, assist to turnover ratio at this level is, is, is not good. And so that's going to have to be cleaned up for us to really take that next step. And, and I think our guards will as they continue to get more um, experience and, and, and learn when to push and when to be assertive and when to kind of bring it out and settle in the secondary. So, um, you know, they showed flashes as well of being really good. So, I mean, uh, um, you know, some pods, a lot of pauses to take, but a lot of some stuff that, that obviously we can clean up on and continue to improve. And I think we will do that because I know the coaches will keep working these guys hard and, and keep their attention. And, and it'll be fun to watch this, this group matriculate over the course of the year. Absolutely. To your point on the season, and I'm looking at the stats, they're official stats, but they're the season version that are on here. Um, so they, they could be off by a couple, but Assist to turnovers for North Carolina, 40 on the season, 63 turnovers. So around there. So it's even – and I don't know if that's accurate, but either way, to your point, Brian Ives tweeted it, um, Carolina's assist to turnover ratio right now would have been almost dead last last season. And that's got to get corrected, especially if you're going to shoot 41 42% from the field. Now, that's, that'll turn around. Um, but if you look at Carolina's overall shooting percentages across the board, 
save for Ramondo Baycott, who's 15 and 19 on the year, um, and Sharp, De'Ron Sharp's 10 for 17. Kessler's got a 7 for 8. Well, we'll take him out of it. But you look at the shooting percentages, and it's ugly. Carolina has got to figure out a way to get that turned around, shooting 27% from three-point range. And then the one that can't happen in games like this, and it gets you beat in games like this, is 65% from the free throw line. Those get, that right there will bite you in the rear end all season long in tight ball games. And, and Mike, they're going to play tight ball games all year. I mean, I, I don't think that this team, at least right now, has shown that they can run anybody out of the gym. Um, the one thing I do like is they get after it on the defensive end. Um, oh, yeah. That the freshman bigs have got to learn to stay on the floor a few times and, and all that, and you don't have to block everything. Um, but I think that's how Carolina wins a lot of games this year, and that's not traditionally the way Carolina wins games is just grinding on the defensive end. Yeah, I mean, we, we historically over the last, you know, especially since Coach Williams has been back, have, have been a team that, you know, routinely scores in the 90s or, you know, hundreds and – and uh, I'm not sure we've done that in almost 50 games, I don't think. And I'm not sure we, we will do that, um, especially with the heavy ACC conference and not playing some of these uh, teams early in the year that we normally play. So we're going to have to find ways to get extra possessions because we, we don't shoot it great from perimeter right now, excuse me, and, um, and cut down on the turnovers to, to maximize our, our number of possessions. We can't give teams as many um, extra possessions, and we got to go keep getting extra possessions for ourselves. And so um, – there's a lot, a lot of pauses to be taken, as you said, and as we talked about, but um, a lot of stuff that, that will continue, I think, as some of these freshmen. I mean, at one point we had five freshmen on the court for several minutes and uh, four freshmen early in the first half for, for extended minutes. And, you know, you're going to have ups and downs. It's going to be a roller coaster, and, and, and they're talented enough, and coach is a good enough coach, and the staff is a good enough staff. I think ultimately um, we're going to be just fine. Um, uh, but there's going to be some ups and downs throughout the course of the season, especially with the majority of the games being uh, against high major competition and ACC competition. Yeah. The moral of the story is sit back and enjoy it. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and enjoy – and that's what my overall arcing thought is. Enjoy watching them play because it could go away immediately in 2020, um, but enjoy seeing the guys play Carolina basketball, even if it doesn't always look like traditional Carolina basketball. Mm -hmm. Carolina falls into Maui, 69-67 to Texas. I don't even want to go back and look at what the streak is for Texas in this series, but they win another. Shaka Smart gets the Maui Invitational Championship. Much to Bill Walton's delight, it sounded like. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, joined by Michael Brooker, the Inside Carolina Post Game Podcast, sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com. As always, Premium subscribers get that 10% off at Johnny T-Shirt. And it's really good deals during Christmas time. So load up. Do them a favor. Do us a favor. Support local and support Johnny T-Shirt. Appreciate it, Mike. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with a pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. 
Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+.